a star for me. I think it's your destiny. On the big screen for me. That's a show I like to see. I can be a groovy C. If you just play for me. I watch you on the TV screen. Come on, let me make you famous, 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 famous. Good afternoon. It is Monday, October 31st, which is Halloween to some of you all out there that celebrate Halloween. This is Crystal Jordan, and this is The Fame Addict, the show where we talk about pop culture and all the things that go along with why we're so addicted to fame. And I'm so excited to welcome again for the second week, my guest co-host with the most is Christopher Mackett. Thank you so much for having me back. I had a blast uh, doing the last show. It was really, it was really great. It was It was a lot of fun. It was great to kind of touch on some some topics that uh, you were passionate about that aren't in a Facebook feed. Right, like, you know, right. It's kind, of, it's kind of good to do it out of your mouth and not through a keyboard. Right, right. Well, tonight, now, now we talked about, we did Hillary and the Trump. Um, but today, this is totally different. And I know you're going to have some great feedback on this because when we decided to do this show about Kanye West, because I think that if you, I, I don't use the word God lightly because I think that's almost sacrilegious, but he's referred to himself as a God. So I thought mm-hmm. it was due, it was, it would be um, opportune for us to dedicate a show on the fame addict to the Mr. Kardashian, <laughs> Kanye West. So we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Ben Westhoff, who is a journalist, um, a award winning journalist. Um, I've worked with before. I'm really excited about having him here because he's been a music editor. So I'm excited to see. Um, he's worked for LA Times and a bunch of other done magazines. Some, done some pretty big stuff. Yeah, he's 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 a real deal. Like there are very few journalists left. He's one of those. True- I actually really like his writing style too. I'll be honest with you. I, really? you know, reading through his, I like his writing style. Don't agree with all, you know everything that he said, <laughs> but I like his writing style. He's a, he's a good read. I yeah. encourage it. He is. He's he's one of those. Like I said, he's the real deal. So we're gonna. I think he's ready for us. We're gonna go ahead and get into this call and um, talk about all things Kanye. Come on, let me make you. All right, so on the phone, our first guest, I'm so excited to have him uh, Him with us. He was a the music editor for the LA Weekly for three years. He's also an award-winning journalist and hip-hop contributor to The Guardian. He's written for Village Voice, Deadspin, Oxford America, New York Times, Pitchfork, Wall Street Journal, NPR, and a host of other uh, magazines. Welcome to the fame addict, Ben Westoff. Thanks for having me, Crystal. Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, I am here with Christopher. The two of us are going to tag team this today, and we're so excited because I believe Christopher has some very strong feelings about. Um, we looked at the article that you wrote. Kanye West yeah. is the goat. Number one, I don't know what a goat is, <laughs> and I, and so I'm wondering why. Is that a good thing? It is the greatest of all times. Correct. Oh, okay. So it's a thing. Okay, I see. I was looking. I was like, I don't know what a goat is, but maybe that's like <laughs> what the new kids are. What, well, that's what the kids are saying these days. Doesn't sound very flattering. No, it doesn't. It's like you know. I think it's like journalists speak. I okay. Think, you know. I got it. Okay. I'm 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 a natural blonde. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, uh, this this entire episode is dedicated to Kanye West because I don't believe that you can talk about fame at least not as it relates to pop culture in the last five years without bringing Kanye 
and the Kardashians, but even just Kanye West himself into the conversation. And I think there's like a host of things that your article outlined and why you um, believe he was the GOAT. But I just, you know, when I brought this up to Christopher a couple of weeks ago, I feel like Kanye's influence on first hip hop culture and then pop culture as a whole has just been phenomenal from, you know, starting as an unknown rapper, a, a silent um, um, producer, rather. He was with, mute. He was mute. And then Poor now, thing. now <laughs> he is, he is, he is unmute. He is off mute. And we will never know that mute Kanye again. So oh. we just kind of want to walk through some of the, some of those moments and see. I think he's definitely relevant. I think it is a lot of hype. Um, but I would love to hear from your perspective why you believe he is absolutely the greatest of all time. Well, I think if you look at him just as a rapper from a pure rapping perspective, he doesn't have the greatest delivery or wordplay, but if you kind of take the whole package as one, I think his, uh, his lyrics, his social commentary, his, you know, even his outbursts and all his wild manic episodes make for an artist who's been compelling over all of his albums, you know, well over a decade now. And um, there's really nobody else in hip hop, I believe, who has as many good albums as he does. Wow. That's interesting. I think, I think my question is the greatest what of all time, because I mean, (laughs) I, you know, you, you, you know, you said his, his, his word delivery isn't the greatest, but I think that's probably kind of a prerequisite to be a, Rapper. I mean, don't you have to? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's like the greatest rapidy rap rapper of all time, but I'd say the (laughs) I'd say the greatest hip hop artist, if you will. Okay, so um, uh, okay, so he he is entertaining. I will. I mean, he is entertain. I don't know if he's the greatest entertainer of all times, but I do. I mean, he is entertaining. That's for sure. It's it's two different. It's two it's two different things. Because I will say this: I had the I had the pleasure of seeing Kanye um, right after Jesus walks and through the fire. He 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 opened for Usher actually on Usher's Confessions tour. I was here in Atlanta. Um, obviously, a really big Usher fan. You know, I I enjoyed. I didn't really. I wasn't really a fan of the the Shaka Khan remake from Kanye's perspective because. It, it was gritty and like, you know, talked about his accident, but I wasn't a fan of, I just wasn't a fan of it. I did like Jesus Walks because of the content. And I just thought that was cool for someone to bring that, bring that, you know, um, subject matter up in a, in a hip hop song and make it cool. But I will admit Kanye West comes out. He's pretty much unknown at that point. He's on a, a empty stage, him and an unknown uh, pianist at that time named John you Legend. pianist. John Legend. So John Legend is his is playing the piano. We don't know who John Legend is at that time, and he got the entire Phillips Arena rocking. And he he's a very passionate um, performer. Now, fast forward to George Bush doesn't like black people, and then Beyonce is the greatest entertainer of all time. And then something happens. I don't know. And I think that affects how people see his artistry. I think, you know, like when you're trying to figure out if it's, if you want to jump in the pool or not and you just kind of stick your toe in, I think, right. I think he should have just stuck his toe in crazy before <laughs> he just dove right in. I mean, I just, I, mean, he, uh, yeah, I, I want I think, to like him, right? but he makes it very difficult. He does. I think it's worth comparing him to other people who have reached this level of fame. You have, of course, Michael Jackson, you have R. Kelly, you have, you know, and if, if you compare it to Kanye to both of those guys, he comes off looking 
pretty sane. I, I will like. say, I don't oh. think, I don't oh. think, well, Michael Jackson is a totally different, like, iconic level. I don't think that. I don't think we want to do that here, yeah, Ben. No, I, no. I don't think we want to mm-hmm. do that. Let's mm-hmm. don't do that. Let's back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not many people can say they went from a little black a boy to I mean, a I, white I woman. Think, I think, you know, Kanye is a household name now, especially since marrying Kim Kardashian the same way. As Michael Jackson, I mean, you might not think he's as great of an artist, but I'm saying in terms but, of fame. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's famous. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't put them to it because you know Michael Jackson uh, earned his fame from his own talent. And I mean, if you're saying that he, he's famous because he married Kim Kardashian, that that to me would in, insult Kanye more than actually. Well, well, I mean, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, say that, that Kanye, you know, made made his own beats. You know, a lot of his own beats. He made his own music. You know. I'm not discrediting Michael Jackson at oh, all. Oh, I know, I know. Michael Jackson, but, but Kanye, you know, raps, he makes his own productions. I mean, he's a true sort of musical visionary in a, in a bunch of different ways. Let me ask you this. What do you think, because I think, you know, when we look at pop culture, there's the talent, does your talent um, justify your crazy, right? Because we, we, we can acknowledge that a lot of creative people are a little different and I wonder if Kanye is more creative than he is crazy, you know, and, and, and not using that word. I'm not I'm not trying to be insensitive with the word crazy, but saying his his production, obviously, he's he's very talented. I think he's talented lyrically. I don't necessarily love his delivery um, all the time, but I was a big fan of High School Dropout. I thought that was his best album, hands down. I know a lot of people don't won't agree with me with that, but I thought that was the that was the most authentic you know, he allowed himself to be vulnerable and a lot now rappers are doing that, you know, a lot more often. But I don't know if his talent is the thing that makes him a household name. I think that it's his rants, starting with the the George Bush, the the, the basically taking Taylor Swift's award. In his award. defense, though, I said the same things about George Bush. I'm just kidding. Well, we all did. We all, <laughs> we yeah, all believe that George Bush did not like black people. The thing think about it is like, if I were in that situation where I was under the media glare, the spotlight, when I was, you know, had this the ability to reach all these people, what would I do? And would I come off as a maniac and a lunatic? And I feel like the answer is almost certainly yes. You know, I, I like to think I'm, I'm pretty under control, but unless you have like real training or you're kind of like introverted, which we all know anyone who gets to this level is not introverted. I feel like it's, it's very easy to get, you know, to get spun into a, a crazy person, even if you're relatively normal. Well, Ben, don't you think that a lot of artists that you interview, though, are when they do get to that level of success, are introverted? I know, I know as a, a media of, yeah. trainer, I definitely would think a lot of artists that are very creative are introverts. They just have a talent that pushes them into the public eye, but a lot of them are not comfortable speaking. And what I definitely did see, now, I don't see that in the Kanye today, the one that says he's the greatest and he's, you know, a god. And I don't see that same introvert. But when he when he made the statement about George Bush initially, he did seem very uncomfortable. He did seem driven by passion. Now, once we look at, you know, arguing over awards and some of the other, you know, even with the fashion that he's, you know. Oh, God. I mean, you know, so uh, this... Uh, okay, so I'm a beauty and fashion expert uh, by trade. That's what, I mean, that's what I do. And I talk a lot about um, 
uh, fashion influence and things like that. Now, uh, you know, Kanye has made statements that I believe it was Tom Ford stole his ideas or, I mean, like, I mean, and that's just what is asinine and crazy is that he really drank his own Kool-Aid. He really believes that he is a wonderful designer and he's not. That's been, you know, just the other day I was watching, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or somebody, they went and bought like a $9 pair of tennis shoes from Walmart or, some, you know, right. some, I think we called them Bobos back in the day, like when we were in school, <laughs> you know, like the little cheap tennis shoes. And then they went and like literally glued rhinestones and fur all over them and told people they were the new Yeezys. Yeezys. Oh, wow. And people believed it because they looked so crazy. Right. And people were like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to pick those up. Really? I mean, I feel like him in the fashion world is the equivalent of the emperor is naked. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I'm looking at right now, I mean, New York Times, glam versus sham, Tom Ford and Kanye West face off. Then uh, you have uh, the New York Magazine, Tom Ford's grown-up innovation and Kanye's carelessness. Right. Like, you know, it's, and for some reason, he's got it in his head that he deserves to be on the same level with a Tom Ford. And I just, I have a hard time with that one. Ben, what do you think, what do you think about that? Because really his, his, his popularity and, you know, the reason that people are picking up and writing articles about him as of late it definitely hasn't been about music. It's been about his forays into fashion. I know at one point in time, he he claimed that he was being held out because he was African-American. I mean, all this hype behind the clothes has has definitely helped to get him in the in the forefront. But do you do you support his talent in that arena as much as you do music? Or how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know anything at all about fashion. I am... <laughs> I can barely dress myself, so I don't feel very qualified to, to comment at all. Just from a standpoint of, uh, of you know... A journalist that a journalist sees what's is, happening. Is watching kind of what's happening. I mean, you don't have to really well, know, you know. Don't you know, I, don't weigh in on fashion. I don't, I don't have anything... I mean, I hate to say it, but I don't have anything to say negative at all about Kanye. You know, I don't, I don't have anything negative to say about Taylor Swift either. You know, I feel like these are people who like... Um, have this this screw this level of scrutiny that like none of us can even imagine and just to like keep your wits about you at all is is amazing and you know i think i think it's great that kanye is is trying to is going into these different fields he's trying to like change the way that we think about the way we think about fashion you know he said stuff like um you know why are these these high couture or you know why why are certain items from name designers you know, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. He's like, you know, there was no $100,000 version of the college dropout. You know, they're all the same price. He kind of wanted to bring fashion to the back. But he didn't, though. I mean, his shoes were like $1,600, right? Yeah, he, he kind of turned around. I, I, I agree with you, Ben. Like, that would be a great... For a ratty t-shirt. That would be a great argument if he didn't turn well, around I mean, and do the same thing. I'm not saying he did that. Again, I know nothing about fashion, but I'm just saying, like, he, he's 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 got ideas, you know, and he's talking about them. And yeah, he's he's like a megalomaniac. He's like narcissistic. He's obsessed with himself. I don't and necessarily yeah, have a problem you know. with that part. I really don't, because <laughs> I mean, and and you know, and I I joke all the time, and I I refer to myself as lovingly as a compassionate narcissist. Okay. I love myself. I do, and I and I have no problem admitting that. I think I I preach to everybody else. You should love yourself. I mean, you really should, right, and right. you put you put yourself number one. But anybody who's going to be that is creative in some way and is willing to build a public persona, and let's get it straight here, he has built a public persona. Absolutely, he's not acting like Kanye when he's in his living room. 
You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that he's, I'm, I bet he doesn't talk to Kim that way. I don't know. I, I almost, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I almost believe that he really is authentically himself at all times. And I, I really think that's what makes him fascinating is I don't think he's putting up a front. I think he really believes it. Um, because Interesting. He, he, I do. I really believe that he, he's, he's, he is one of the few people that is able to be authentically present in my opinion. And I don't, I don't know him personally, but I believe that he really allows that because I think a lot of artists that do have a different persona are a lot more polished. And, you know, we see his, 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 his successes and his fails. So I, I don't, I want to give you a chance to kind of weigh in overall, um, Ben, from a, from a journalist that's probably written about Kanye thousands of times, or at least hundreds of times over the last, you know, 10 years, what do you see as his greatest, his biggest failures? And what do you see as his biggest successes as you look back at his, as the career he's had thus far? Um, well, I mean, I think his, uh, you know, his recent album is my least favorite, um, The Life of Pablo. But, you know, to me, Kanye West music is sort of like sex and pizza. Even when it's not that good, it's still pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That is, that's, I'm, yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. I like so you. That's how I see it. I mean, you know, um, yeah, getting involved with Kim Kardashian in the show and, getting $40 million in debt. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here, but I, I, I will ride for Kanye and, you know, uh, because I think, you know, I, I think it's a shame almost that, that the conversation about him is almost entirely about his persona and his, his fashion and his marriage and all that and his ego trips and his, you know, and it's his own fault. But I think if, um, people are shocked to hear that I like his music so much cause they almost like have forgotten he makes music. It seems like, I, I am. I will say usually from a journalist, a music editor, no less, because he's, you know, even his, his riff with Taylor Swift, he's he's not compassionate towards other artists. He's he's very uh, self-absorbed. So hearing an editor for such a big publication or a former editor to to have such compassion for Kanye is, I guess, refreshing. Whoa. <laughs> By 50 percent, I am more influential than Stanley Kubrick, Apostle Paul, Picasso. Fucking Capasso. <laughs> well, he did also. And yeah. Escobar by 50% more influential than any other human being. He, he, well, okay. Well, maybe Ben agrees with them. So, okay, Ben, you're, you're very compassionate. I'm, I, I have to ask you, you have this project. I want you to talk a little bit about your book, Original Gangsters, but we have to um, acknowledge that Michelet, an artist that was uh, on death row and a part of the whole NWA um, death row um, legacy, had a movie that was um, released a couple of weeks ago and Dr. Dre looked really bad in it. I think people were shocked to see it. I think it caused um, a lot of backlash. Even people were saying negative things about Dre and we know he's he has Dre beats and has become like a billionaire, right? I think Dr. Dre is like mm-hmm. literally yeah. a billionaire at this point. Um, what's your opinion on that? And then tell us a little bit about your book. Well, my book is called Original Gangsters, The Untold Story of Dr. Dre, Easy, Ice Cube, Tupac Shakur, and the Birth of West Coast Rap. And in it, I investigated the many allegations that Dr. Dre has beaten up women throughout his life, uh, mostly when he was younger. And one of those is from Michelle, who was a star singer, R&B singer, and she got involved with Dre and has one of his his children, and she alleges that he beat her up uh, a bunch of times, even shot a gun at her 
And in this new Lifetime movie, all of those allegations come for you know forth in that. And she never reported these allegations to the police, so there's not really a, a paper trail. And she never prosecuted him. She never took him to court. She never pressed charges. So it's hard to say if these specific allegations are true. But for my book, I did find out that he beat up the mother of three of his children. It's a woman named Lisa Johnson. And she alleged that he beat her while she was pregnant. And she there is a paper trail with police. And I also talked to a witness to some of this, which was her aunt. So there's no doubt that Dr. Dre has... Um, you know, some shady past when it comes to this stuff. Wow. I didn't realize that. I didn't, you know, there have been rumors about Dr. Dre for years um, being violent. Um, it, that's, that's, that's sad to hear. And especially someone, you know, that, that um, has been successful with a persona that we like to think, you know, I remember when NWA was very popular. We, we want to think, well, this is just his persona on tape. This is not something that he really is doing behind closed doors. Um, so that's really sad to hear that, you know, art imitates life um, in most cases, or at least in that case. Not saying the NWA made music that was, was, was um, I guess, anti-woman or, or, or in favor of being violent towards women, but it was very violent overall. Um, so yeah, that's, there was definitely some, uh, and you know, some misogynist like women beating songs uh, after Ice Cube left the group. Yeah, that's that's really unsettling to hear. How do you guys feel? I would just I would like to ask both of you. Um, you know, he made a statement I know years ago saying that he apologized and he did a lot of those things in his in his younger years. And I know he's Dr. Dre has to be nearly fifty, if not over. Um, if not 50 plus at this point, how do you all feel about his contribution to music and how he's been received, especially in the last 10 years with the, the, the beat, Dre beats and he's become like a whole new symbol. He has a, he had a, a, a ad campaign with Dr. Pepper. Do you think that what he did in his past should, should color how people receive him now? Well, I mean, there's no doubt that Dr. Dre is one of the seminal, most important producers in the history of hip hop. And he kind of, single-handedly birthed the West Coast sound, the gangster G-funk sound. And, you know, in a way it is like Michael Jackson or R. Kelly or, or Woody Allen, you know, people, great artists who have done some really horrible things in their personal life. And it's hard sometimes to separate those things out. But I, you know, I for one don't feel it's my place to judge people. You know, like when I was doing reporting for this book, Original Gangsters, it turns out that Dr. Dre and his mother accused his father of beating her as well. So it seems likely that Dre grew up in a household where domestic violence was the norm. And so now, does this mean it's all right when he doesn't know? But I think it's important to sort of understand the context and, and things like that. I, I, you know, I, every, what, what was the, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Mm -hmm. you know, you've heard that quote. Um, well, and, you know, I mean, and, and I do agree to that on, on some level. I think that, you know, every, everyone can come from something and, and become something else. Um, on the flip side of it, uh, you know, if you've, it's one thing to have, you know, made your, your, to mend fences, you know, and, and to try to move past something that you've, an indiscretion that you've had in the past. But I think that if you don't ever really acknowledge what you've done and, um, and 
Especially, look, you can't have it two ways. I hate it when the when the celebrities go, I it's my private life. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? You signed up for it. Right. You could very easily be an accountant. <laughs> and not, and no one would give a shit, you know. Like so, you you have to you can't ride the fence. The only thing you get from fences is splinters. So and not in fun places. So you know you just need to. I believe that you know if if you've done something like that, what happens in the shadows will come to light. It will always come out, especially if you're famous because people want to you know either extort money out of you or or whatever. And um, so yeah, I mean on some level, yeah, I mean you. Your public and the public does have the right to hold you accountable when you give when you say it's okay for them to praise you publicly. They right. also have the right to throw tomatoes. That's very true. Very true. Well, Ben, we want to thank you for for chiming in. Um, we definitely appreciate it's been a your pleasure. yeah, definitely appreciate your feedback. Um, um, considering you probably know more Kanye music than either of us. <laughs> oh no, I definitely think I don't. I couldn't name one song. I can. I'm a. I'm a fan of the music, but and you and and I know you know fashion, so we, I think we had a good a good table here. But thank you so much for joining us, Ben. We definitely will include information about your book, Original Gangsters, and um, wish you much success with that. And thank you for joining us today on the Fame Attic. Well, thank you very much for having me. Come on, let me make you. Crystal, that was a great call and everything, but um, you know, there's not a high school dropout album. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I, College, college, college dropout. Oh my God, I feel like an idiot. But he that, didn't say anything. Well, I mean, you know, maybe maybe he should have maybe he should have corrected you. I didn't know. I just had to. I was googling and and saw <laughs> looking, it. I was like, looking, oh my God, he had a high school dropout and a college dropout album. <laughs> no, I love the college dropout. It was, I think, is his best album. You know, I don't really, I don't, I don't really jive with the Kanye. I couldn't tell you a single song. With I don't, I, I don't, I don't purchase his music. I, if I have, I'm sure I've heard something of his. It's just not in in his defense. I am definitely. I want everyone to know this right now because I can almost hear them out there going, "You don't like." I mean, a lot of people like his music. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Right, right. I, you 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 have a right on the fame addict to voice your opinion. I do. You can you, say it. I I like something that's a little harder, you know, like share. Okay. All yeah. right. I wouldn't have called that harder, but okay. Uh, you know, I thought you were going to go, I thought both of you all, I thought Ben was going to go in on with the Kanye love and I really expected you to speak up a little bit more. I know that it was very unsettling to for me to see the movie. I don't know if you had a chance to see it um, that, that Michelle did that, and I believe it came out on Oxygen and just her side of the story. But to see the violence from Dr. Dre against these women, then to hear that there are other women, there are probably more women that haven't said anything because those women didn't say anything years ago. You know, I, God, I mean, every time you talk about violence towards women or children or something, I mean, it just makes you feel kind of dirty. It makes you right. feel kind of icky. Yeah. And I, I instantly lose respect for a man who has the ability to put his hands on a, on a woman in, in that kind of way. I mean, it just it shows lack of restraint and control. I mean, he literally, and I don't know if the movie exaggerated because sometimes you exaggerate for television or for film. No. He literally like socked her in the eye. Like it was unbelievable. Well, but you know what though? I mean, look at the culture in which we live. Right. You know, look, what was that football player that just knocked that woman out oh, in, yeah, the and el- we saw the video. in the elevator? Like, right. I mean, knocked her out. And how long did that take before it dropped off of the news? Not long, and they're back together now. But, you know, on, uh, oh, are they? They're a happy couple. Oh, they're a happy couple. Absolutely. Oh, well, you know what? I mean, stupid. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think think it definitely does something to, 
I would say that it does something to the legacy of NWA. But then again, like I'm the point I made, you know, a lot of that legacy was built around violence, you know, and I'm, it really I, was. I mean, yeah. you know, gangster rap or, you know, is, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> White people that- should not say gangster rap. <laughs> we're discussing gangster rap today. I don't know if I say it any better. I mean, I am you sound, You sound a little white. Say it, Christopher, no. <laughs> no it took away is my it black gangster, card. Is it gangster? Is that where it all started? Is that like the, the West Coast rap scene? Is, and, oh my God. It's so hard for me to even say this and actually feel like I'm adding anything. Little small town Georgia boy went to military school talking about you, gangster rap. Did you know, were you aware of the gangster rap? I was aware of the gangster rap because Did we- Did you listen to any of it? Oh gosh, no. Really? We weren't allowed. Well, I wasn't allowed to either, but I did because I think just as a rebellious kid, period, when you're a kid, you can kind of relate to any type of rebellion, mm-hmm. right? Now, I, did, I was like really a huge feminist when I was growing up, and I still am, wow. but I was like a really seriously um, loud, and, and, and I love talking about feminist no things. No bras. So. Well, I always believe in wearing bras so that the girls are up and perky. But oh, okay. I, you know, but so basically, I, we want to flaunt the things that make us a non-feminist. Well, we have but. to own them. We own them. We, we have to own them. We have to own them. But I, I did not. I thought the music was very misogynistic. Okay, and yeah. so it it bothers me to. Well, but know. it's still. I mean, it still is the culture it itself. Is. I mean, you look at a music video, and and you have these. I mean, there's a term for them, and in Atlanta, mm-hmm. they're. They're red carpet. They're red carpet people, and they're video girls. They're they video. Are. They're video they vixens. Are. There's video girls who have made an entire career from their time in the spotlight, um, dancing on, you know, people. shaking it on a people. car or dancing on people, well, or dropping it like it's. Hot. I don't even think now. I will say this, and I, I, I think that. Years ago, when I first moved here, I remember going to. I think my first video that I ever went to was one with David Banner and um, the Ying Yang Twins. And it was quite an experience. But I will say that back in the day, there were girls that were considered video vixens that were absolutely gorgeous, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they're just girls that get fake butts or get, you know, additions. And then additions. they use contour, which... You know how to do really well. You yeah, know on their really face. A lot. Contour on their uh, face. I was like, oh my God, they contour their butt. <laughs> no, they add the, they add the butt. Yeah. They contour their face and they add the lashes. And then it becomes an entity that is, so they're not even video vixens because the videos are not there. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to, to down those girls because I, I applaud any female who's getting, who's, who's chasing her dreams. And if her dreams include a rapper. Shaking that ass. Chase that <laughs> rapper. <laughs> but my point is, um, I, I don't appreciate when people are taken advantage of or when women put themselves in a position to be exploited. Yeah. That's no. what I don't like. No. And I, I agree with you. I think that, um, any, anytime you have a level of fame comes along with it, a certain kind of responsibility to make sure that you're right. not putting yourself in a situation where someone could falsely accuse you of something. I right. think you have to be cognizant and smarter than that. Right. However, there's a level of truth in all of that. Right. I mean, you know, if you can't trust Bill Cosby, do you think you're going to be able to trust a rapper? Eek. Well, damn. Well, damn. That's 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 hard. That's hard but fair. I it's interesting to me though because I think obviously there are color lines that 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 
affect the difference between a Woody Allen and an R. Kelly. Um, but even with Dr. Dre and having these endorsements that are huge and being treated very differently than, you know, because it happened years ago than Chris Brown, mm-hmm. um, you know, who had something that was made public at, you know, in real time. I think it's unfair. Um, and I think that there, you know, there has to be, like you said, with a certain platform and people, little girls are buying these. I mean, my daughter has a, a pair of, of Dre Beats and, I, you know, we, we've supported Dr. Dre all these years. I've, I've got two pair. You've got two, I, mean, you know. I mean, I'm not going to not buy the Dre Beats, but I do think that it would be <laughs> awesome if he would make a statement outside of just, I did these things when I was young. Can I pose a question? Yes. Okay, so I think there needs to be some value given to why they're famous, Kanye or Dr. Dre. And if we were to fast forward 5,000 years to where civilization is being studied by other civilizations, the reason why Dr. Dre gets to beat a woman and still also get an endorsement is because we need him for the culture. Now, I know I don't want to say we, we need to sacrifice the woman who's getting beat in, but at the same we time, who? is she a casualty? Who is we? Today's people. Today's, Today's people. people. Okay. Because in one day, they're not going to remember that woman's name. Right. But they're, and they're not even going to remember really Dr. Dre other than what he... His impact. That what he is, had on the culture. And right. the same with Kanye. Like, I think at some point, we still have to also recognize that we have to separate the person from the art because the art is what's going to, is what who we, is who we are 5,000 years from now. There's no way that you can have someone that creates uh, creates art and not have a little fucked up somewhere in there. I mean, they're, they're you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to be a little crazy. They're going to be a little crazy. I mean, right. they're, you know, they just, they just are. I, they're at an extreme. I think that most creative people, especially to that level, are at, are, are, are living at an extreme, which is why a lot of them totally. are, you know, use substances. The, or the problem like with, that. you know, the problem with Kanye for me, though, is that he, I mean, he is, he just the the things that he says, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, you know, he the, the what was the other quote that he said? You should only believe about ninety percent of what I say. As a matter of fact, I don't even believe anything that I'm saying at all. I could be completely fucking with you <laughs> and the world the entire time. That's unfortunate. Well, he also compared being a celebrity to being a civil rights activist. Oh, yeah, but but see, I think still we're we're kind of glossing over what's important about Kanye, and that's that's the problem. Is that are, so? You're are you a Kanye fan? Can I ask? Uh, I do not really like Kanye's newer stuff. I I think that Kanye is one of the greatest of all time. As far oh, as, he's as, a goat. As far as artists, <laughs> as far as artists go, I do believe that he is. But it's not necessarily because of one particular thing. It's the it's the entire story. I think Kanye has been on the cutting edge of every single style. And he, people have hated it when he did it. And then now, for instance, 808s and Heartbreaks, one of his albums where he started doing all the singing and an autotune stuff, right? He wasn't the first person to autotune. Right. He wasn't the first rapper to sing. However, he was the person that turned the corner till now. Every song on the radio has a rapper that's singing. And I'm not saying that's good. Oh, that's true. Okay. However, he was on the cutting edge of it. And everybody hated 808s and Heartbreaks. It's like, oh my right. God, it's whack, right. this and that. But at the same time, now everyone is doing that. And there has to be some credit given to the idea that he was on the cusp of that. Okay, so okay, all right. So uh, he was. You're saying he was a musical innovator uh, every single time. He's a trendsetter. The reason I mean, why that's what you, makes the, him relevant. The reason why people hate his music is because they're not used to it. Mm. I don't but know th- about that because I, I don't think people hate Kanye's music. I think that it becomes like, for instance, um, hit him going out on stage and talking about Jay Z. He's upset now because Jay Z didn't call him after Kim was robbed in Paris. For her and insurance he, money. 
<laughs> and so he goes out and he and he and he airs this 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 argument with Jay Z, someone that he's called his big brother, on stage for the public. Now, if that really was your big brother and that really was your friend, why would you air it in that form? Why wouldn't you call him and say, "Hey, man"? This hurt my feelings. You know, it's almost like he panders for attention. I think he totally panders And I think that's what people are irritated with. I don't think, I've never really heard people say his music is bad. People may not like one album or one thing, but I think that people get tired. The public is not stupid. And I think eventually they get irritated and and they um, become disengaged or, or disconnected from artists that they see are constantly pandering. And I think he's in that area. And I'm not sure if this, with Jay-Z, because I think Jay-Z and Beyonce kind of have that safety approval to where there's not much they can do that's wrong because they don't use the public. They don't use their press and their their um, their 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 stature to to manipulate people. You I mean, know, last week we talked about Donald Trump. Right. Right. And, right. Uh, and I, I would like to make one small correlation. I think that both of them know exactly what they're saying when they're right. saying it in order to cause a stir. I agree. I agree. Now, I don't think that, that is a, that's a good enough reason for me because for me, I, I believe that everyone owes it to a younger generation to try to conduct yourself in the best way possible. Right. Now, I'm not saying that I personally haven't been you know, at an event and had a few too many glasses of wine and, you know, probably looked a little disheveled. Like, you know, I mean, we've, I, I've been there well, that's you know, no crime, last night. That's no crime. Twice. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, so we all as adults, we, yes, we, we say things or we do things that we probably shouldn't do. And then you add the fact that they're famous on top of it. So immediately when it's done, mm-hmm. you have a whole world that you have to answer to and people are going to ask you questions. For some reason, Kanye has found that sweet spot. Right where he doesn't even have to apologize because his public doesn't, they, oh, well, that's just Kanye. Right. Like, you know, when he said, I am Warhol, I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. <laughs> serious? No one takes him seriously. No one takes him seriously. Yes, but again, I, you guys are forgetting John Lennon. John Lennon's famous quote, we're bigger than Jesus, we're bigger than God. Like, this is not a new thing, and it's not just Kanye. Well, he shouldn't have said that either. <laughs> I, I, that was a little bit much for John Lennon. But, but I will say this, the majority of what John Lennon was about was more, was music. Not true. See, that, that's what I'm saying. I think that this has been, this is- Weed. This has been time. Him and Yoko Ono went through the whole like protesting. There was a lot about John Lennon that wasn't about music. John Lennon no, was no, all no. about peace. But right? guess what? Well, but you don't remember that because that's not really no, what we was remember, important. We remember that he was about peace. My point is that it was about something else. Kanye's about eighty-five percent of Kanye's public speaking is about himself. So that's my issue. That's my issue. It's, it's but he calls himself Jesus, Jesus. So that's why it's just it's was, supposed to be. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so you know, Christopher's weary. I'm really. I just don't under. I just don't understand. I just, you know, I'm having a hard time grasping how people can defend this man. I mean, I really am. Right. So you know, at the same time, you're talking that you're saying yes, he was innovative, and he's and he's every major trend he's done and all that great, you know, he started and that's all, that's great and everything. But then I'm hearing everyone follow it up with things like, oh, but I didn't like his last few albums. I didn't like his album. This is, you know, this album isn't my favorite. If you're a musical artist and I've never, I have not heard one person say, it's amazing. No, but that's my point. Like, at what point does the do, do we start judging him by his persona Current. as opposed to his talent, his music, and his uh-huh. and the product? And I think that it becomes very blurry. Now, he's not the only artist that that has that issue. I think 
you know, there are other artists that are able to kind of put themselves in a position where something else about them becomes what the public is focused on. Right now, we're excited about Sierra, Russell Wilson, their marriage. Now they're having a baby. I don't think anyone is thinking about Sierra's music. And that's, and that's you know... Is th- she retired? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because whenever you say her name, I think this beat is... Automatic. Yeah, yeah, and that's the last <laughs> great album, right? Yeah, that's, that's the, last the great first album. song. That, that was, was the not first. The first song. The first song was Sierra. Goodies. Yeah, that was with Missy, and it was, but that was a great album. But that was like back her in and her girlfriend made a song together. It was in two thousand six, and and now we're talking about Sierra because of her abstinence, quote unquote abstinence, until she got married. She broke up with Future. Her. It's nothing about the music. The issue, the only difference with Kanye is that he is constantly talking about himself and his wife and Uh his children. And it's nothing about the culture. It's nothing to uplift. Even his, even the, 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 um, him saying that fashion was, it was, um, racist and that people didn't want him because he was African American. He turns around and does the same exact thing. He's charging $1,600 for a a pair of shoes. Very few it's un, it's, it's unbelievable, ridiculous. and it, you know, whenever I see his fashion line, you know, just just <laughs> coming from, remember Zoolander <laughs> when they had derelict, you know, and it was the trash bags and all that kind of stuff, and and I, and I feel like I'm sitting there and I'm looking around the room, thinking to myself, the emperor is naked. The emperor has no clothes. The emperor <laughs> has no clothes on, and I and no one's calling. And everyone's like, oh, that's just. But that's the beauty of fame. That's why this show exists because it just, we get our, this generation is so caught up in what's popular. We really forget what has substance and what is real. Well, you know, yeah, I, I would agree. And, um, you know, we also live in a generation where every, everyone veers off from what they became famous for. Right. You know, so, you know, you, you've got housewives that every one of them has, a, you know, a bottle of wine. Right. You know, and they're they're all I get that they're all trying to take their fifteen minutes and right. do something else with it. And yes, Kanye has has built a very big name internationally. I mean mm-hmm. he I mean he really has. Yes. Um but fashion wise he may have taste. I have taste, but I'm not a designer. I can style people, well, but I, I don't design clothes. Well, Christopher, you can if you want. Just letting you know. Well you can. My clothes are going to be the greatest ever. I'm just saying. I, well, you said that you were a compassionate narcissist. I, am. I think that Kanye is a dangerous narcissist. He, I think he's so. entertaining. He is an entertaining, dangerous, or he's dangerously entertaining as a narcissist. Ooh, that sounds like a book. I think so. Yeah. No, I. I I'm sure there's going to be a, a and, lot of bio, a lot of biographies written, unauthorized biographies he written. He and on Kim Kanye. K deserve each other. I agree. Totes my I agree. goats. I agree. That's the one thing we can agree. I think they are the same person. I think that when you're equally yoked, it's a beautiful thing. And even since she's been with him, Mm -hmm. she has made some statements that are just... What? I want her to stop Her and Bette Midler, she should... You can't go after Bette, girl. Did go after Bette Miller. Bette is a is an icon. Like but I love that Bette know. came back. Oh, Bette was oh, yeah. here with the clapback. She was not here for it, that. You know, very quick. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I Bette, loved it because Bette is a she's a true she's a true diva. Right. So I think that Kim has taken on some of the persona of Kanye. But I would I would love to be a fly on the wall if Kanye ever got out of line with Chris. 
Oh, wow. That's interesting. Because, you know, she, I bet she, she cracks runs, the whip. She runs the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you think about the whole Beyonce, Jay-Z? You know that Kanye said that he was upset that his child, North, hasn't played with Blue Ivy. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of Instagram memes. We really, it's really none of our business. Well, in all honesty. <laughs> You know, they might not want, um, Beyonce might not want her child hanging out around with poor people. Oh, wow. You know, I love when that Southern girl comes out. I love that. <laughs> you know, you can't hang out with them. <laughs> that side of the tracks, you can't hang out with them. You know what? And uh, Hey, look, Beyonce was very quick to turn around and say, whoa, like, why are you trying to say, this girl just won this, you know, artist of the year, and you're trying to say, Beyonce had the greatest album of all time. Well, yeah. Thank you for the compliment, but sh- sh- I don't yeah. need you. She was very quick to come back and say that that was out of line and inappropriate. Right. And in all honesty, what we talked about earlier, you have to be cognizant of what you're doing. And, and there's, a, there's a, you know, a, more than anyone, there is a celebrity machine. Right. And there's a group of people, even on my level and what I do, I have a group of people that make my career move. Right. I can't do it on my own. And um, I've, I've gone on Facebook before and said something that I probably shouldn't say and got some really mean blogs written about me. Mm-hmm. And my manager called me and said, okay, it's time for you to hush. Right. And, I did, and it was nothing intentional. His stuff is intentional. So I don't right. doubt that Beyonce is going, you know what, Jay? We're just going to we're gonna distance ourselves. I'm, I'm just going to be busy. Right. And you, because you look at it, Beyonce and Jay-Z... They go to great pains to keep their image. Very, they control their image very well. Jay Z does not make public statements. I'm actually surprised to see I that he can't even remember when he, I've heard him speak. He doesn't speak very often, but that's when he does speak. It's it's people pay attention. He's doing a concert for Hillary Clinton. I think that's interesting. Oh. That's going to be right before the election. I think that's huge. I think he. I think that Beyonce and Jay Z do a great job of using their celebrity very strategically and very purposefully. So that you get a you get a true understanding of what they do support and what they don't. You know, I I get the sense with Kanye that, um, you know, they the the saying you're you're never supposed to let him see a sweat. Right, right. I feel like he gets to a point where he starts worrying about something, and then he just goes nuts. To hell with it. Yeah, to hell with it. He's <laughs> going to say something. You know, what was it? The it was a, an award show that he actually was good. For the whole show, right, and he afterwards, was. he went crazy. He went crazy and started talking about his wife and uh, on his the, daughter, his daughter, and and you just what? It's like a spoiled kid that was never given his due, or like one of the kids that grew up in school and nobody, they never really got a lot of attention. Yeah, I think that you are who you were in high school. That's always been my. My, um, I guess, philosophy oh, God, of life. Please don't tell me that. I've tried very hard to get away from that. Kid. I think everyone is trying <laughs> not to be who they are in high school, and you really just are that. I person. was that kid that sat by himself because no one else liked me. And see, now you're—you just said that you're like compassionately narcissistic. You learn to love that child. Oh, oh my gosh, maybe you're right. See, <gasps> see, move over, Doctor Phil. I promise, everyone is who they were in high school. It's what drives us. That's pretty interesting. So, do you think? Are you saying that he's some wounded kid? He is. He's absolutely a wounded kid. It's like the fat kid that got skinny. Am I supposed skinny. to feel sorry for him? You maybe have a little compassion. You are the compassionate narcissist, so this would be a time for that to kick oh, in. Okay. <laughs> Still don't like his clothes. Well, on that note, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Thank you so much for guest hosting. I hope you will continue to come back. 
I'm here as many times as you want me to be here as long as we pick a different time. Yeah, we won't do this. We won't do this <laughs> time again, but you guys it's heard It's great it. being here. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. Thank you so much to everybody that's listening. I really appreciate it. You can find me um, on uh, Facebook, uh, Mac and Says, M-A-C-K-E-N-S-A-Y-S. As a matter of fact, you can find me on all social media, media platforms at Mac and Says, M-A-C-K-E-N-S-A-Y-S. And if you have comments, we really hope that you will chime in, whether they're good or bad. That's what this is about. Please look us up on fame, uh, on Facebook at The Fame Addict. We are also on Instagram at The Fame Addict IG. We welcome your feedback. We want to hear the bad stuff that you have to say. Yeah. That's what makes us Tell better. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, us. I may not agree with you. It's okay. We can talk <laughs> about it. We'll see you next time on The Fame Addict. Come on, let me make you famous.